everybody on this. I'm Ron Carruthers, and Dominic is a real biz advisor, Dominic Cummins, and we talk about, like we said, everything money. And while we're waiting for our guest, Dr. Jeff, who is unable to join, I hold on, figure this out. Um, Dominic, why don't you tell them a little bit about what past shows are are like and uh, where they can find stuff. So yeah, probably one of so, the easy ways to go is just to go to the to make more keepmoreshow.com and you can find all the back episodes where uh, we're getting close to wrapping up season two. So there's a lot of good stuff in there. We've had all sorts of guests. I'm excited about uh, this topic today, actually, about being uh, debt free and managing debt and all that good stuff, because actually that's one of our most popular episodes. We talked about debt and how to view it and things, I don't know, maybe six weeks ago, something like that. And, and uh, it was a real popular episode. And yeah, we talk about all things money. We've had people on here who are social media experts. We had a lady named Sam, who was awesome. We've had uh, guests on here to talk about mortgages. That was last season, mortgages and real estate, uh, which obviously is a hot topic these days. Uh, so we have um, covered, I don't know, everything about money. Stock, where, not, not necessarily stock picks, but where to put your money in a volatile market, what you should, how you should spread out your money, how to save it how to make more, how to keep more. It seems to be the theme. Right? <laughs> All right, we're having some technical difficulties here with Dr. Jeff Anzalone. Come on. All right, let's see what we got here. Um, Dominic, let's chat about what's going on in the world. <laughs> Since we, uh, I think last week we were chatting about the, while we're trying to get Dr. Jeff in here, um, Seems last time we were chatting about 87,000 new IRS agents. Now we're talking about student loans. And uh, do you have any thoughts on that or what's happening with anything? You know, I was actually going to chat about. I was going to ask you because that's, that's such a great, uh, it's such an interesting, you, you know, obviously far more about this whole student loan situation than I do since you help people get grants and student loans and funding in one part of your business. And I thought it was interesting. Like, I got to say, when I first see something that says $10,000 of student loan is forgiven, is that enough to actually make a dent? And I'm not trying to be political, folks. I, this is not a political discussion, right, wrong, left, right. I, I'm literally, 10000 just didn't seem like a lot to me. Is that what people owe? Is that enough to make a difference for people? Uh, probably not. Okay. <laughs> and I mean, if we're going to get into it, which why not? While we're waiting, I'm trying to I'm trying to get Dr. Jeff on here, and um, I think he has angered the Instagram fathers or powers <laughs> that be or gods, whatever you want to call them. You pick your word. All right, we're gonna try him this way one more time. Let's try him that way. Okay, he's invited over here. Here's the problem that you're gonna run into. First of all, right now this is a press release, and here's what I mean: there is no executive order. Nothing's been signed. The minute that it does, there's going to be lawsuits against it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, 100% guaranteed. And those lawsuits are likely to prevail. And the reason they're likely to prevail is the whole premise of what they're doing is based on the idea that um, we're still in a COVID emergency. Okay. The problem is, the Biden administration themselves back in May argued there was no COVID emergency when they ended Title 42. Oh, COVID's over. So um, so anyway, hold on. Let's see if we can get him one more time here. And we might not have Dr. Jeff, which sucks because I was super excited. The thing you can right, do, Dr. he can actually request. It looked like he was on the show here a minute he ago. He has requested. Can okay. you see him on your side of things? And then we can let him in. Yeah, I've been trying to accept him. And for some reason, it's not doing it. So Dr. Jeff, if you can hear this, cancel the request, try to request again, and then we'll figure something else out because he's way smart, doing some incredible things, both on the marketing of what he's doing, as well as the actual doing of what he's doing. So I was really looking forward to the best. Yeah. But try it again, Dr. Jeff, see if you can kill that. And uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Instagram, we'll have to have a word with you guys. Anyway, back to the student loan stuff for a moment here. So if you guys, so Title 42, they used and said COVID was over. Now they're turning around and saying it's that. And I think here, not to be cynical, but I think the whole thing's kind of a debt thing before the midterms trying to get some votes. 
Now, that doesn't mean student loan shouldn't be addressed in some way, shape, or form, but you really have some problems with the way they're describing this, which is if you had the debt but paid it off, you're screwed. Uh, if you didn't have the debt and you never went to college, it doesn't matter. You have to pay for somebody else's. And really, who they're leaving out of this whole thing is the colleges themselves. And my opinion, since it's our show, I'm allowed to 50% of the opinions. Um, actually, since it's hosted on my channel, Dominic, I think I'm allowed to 50.5% of the opinions. Onto okay. <laughs> a tiny majority of the opinions. Oh, dang it, Dr. Jeff. Why does your Instagram hate us? Anyway, back to this. So, um, the colleges sit on billions and billions of dollars of tax-free. Hold on. We might have them. Of tax-free endowment. Yes, we have them. All right, let me finish my rant, Dr. Jeff, and then we'll get right to it. But, um, colleges are sitting on billions and billions of dollars of tax-free endowments, and if they're going to continue to crank out degrees that their students are unable to find work for, then at some point you have to go back to them as well. Right. And be like, all right, you guys helped create this monster. What are you guys going to do, you know, on all of that? So that's just my two cents. Dr. Jeff, do we have, do we have audio? I hope yeah, so. Yeah, welcome. There we go. Well, when you're when you're in Louisiana, I guess it takes a little bit longer to get the connections with uh, Instagram. Is that what it is? I was like, did Instagram cancel you? What did you post that you were not supposed to? <laughs> Actually, I'm I'm writing an article right now. If if you're audited by the IRS, what you're supposed to do. So maybe they've seen me research it. So maybe that's the case. That's so funny. I want to compare notes with you because I just wrote part one on Twitter of an article of what to do. I wrote a whole article on how not to get audited by the IRS. And then I'm writing one on what to do also. So we'll have to compare notes on that. Yes. So um, anyway, I don't know if you've got, I know you've, been, you've listened to the show before because we've seen you log in, but that's Dominic, Dominic, Dr. Jeff. Dr. Jeff. And, Hello there. Um, so Dr. Jeff, now that we've got you, what is, if you will give everybody like a 30 second breakdown of your background. And okay. kind of not just the doctor side, but what you do outside of it. Sure. I am a periodontist by trade, but um, I got to the point where I realized I was relying only on my income, active income, and I needed to do something about it. So now I am on a mission to help other people out there uh, get extra streams of income, passive income, so they can start to replace their active income for financial freedom. Nice. nice. And you do you do that predominantly how? Like what is what is the piece that you do? Does that make any sense? Dominic, help me out here on the question. I'm only two shots of espresso in. How do you I help people do that? I guess is uh one you know about your YouTube Thank channel you. yes. is one area. But what else how else do we <laughs> we learn what you're doing? Well the uh, the, the first thing it starts with is, is the mindset shift because we're thinking, okay, we go to school. We study hard. We make good grades. We have to get a degree. And I was told, I've, if you want, son, if you want to make good money, you've got to be a professional. You got to be a physician, a dentist, an attorney, accountant, something like that. You know, that was back in the, you know, late 80s, early 90s, pre-internet, pre-all this stuff. So that's what I was always thought. So, you know, I did all that. I got a bunch of $300,000 student loan debt. And then after that, it's like, okay, well, we start off so far, you know, so much later in life. You know, my buddies are starting out 22, 23 years old working. Here I am, 30 years old. I start to, you know, pick around at people's mouths, you know, to make some money. And you, you start off late. You got a bunch of debt. So you go to a financial advisor, you know, no offense to any financial advisors out there, but they, they put you on the... They put you on the 30 to 40 year track record. You you got to invest in a 401k for the long haul. You do that, buddy. You read the real millionaire next door. You're going to be rich. And then that's just, that's just what you think. But when you start telling people, Hey, there's a different way, there's options out there. If you don't want to work until you're 65 or 70 and they're like, well, we've never heard about that. So yeah, there, there's options. What would you, if you like to retire at 45 or 50 or have the option to retire? 
What if you want to do something else? What if you want to go start a mission? What if you want to go volunteer? What if you want to completely change careers? What if you want to go cut, coach your son's football team? Whatever. If you, if you realize all you have to do is start to replace your personal expenses with other streams of income that you're not involved in, you can do it. So that's, that's what I'm out there educating people about uh, on my blog and YouTube channel. Love it. Absolutely love it. So where do you think if someone is deeply in debt, first of all, do you want to weigh in on the student loan forgiveness? <laughs> Not really. Potential. <laughs> hey, Carlos, what's happening, by the way? Carlos, we got to get you on the show. Um, yeah, you're wise. That was a very actually wise answer. But um, where do you say someone, okay, so professionals face a really unique set of challenges which is like you said, careers are started much later. And what I would argue is even anybody listening to this that isn't in a professional field and maybe doesn't have a soul crushing amount of student loan debt, the principles are always gonna be the same. So when you see someone, you get a doctor or another dentist who comes to start looking at what you're doing, what do you advise them to do first? Is it pay down debt? Is it grow wealth? Where do you advise people start on this? Uh, actually, I had a call with a, a dentist this morning from Connecticut, and we did that exact th same thing with her. Basically, kind of want to know where you are right now financially, and then maybe just seven to ten years down the road, where do you want to go? And nine times out of ten, you ask somebody that, they don't know where you want to go. I mean, it's kind of like getting in a car. It's like, hey, you ready to go on the trip? Yeah, all right, let's start going. And like, where are we going? I don't know. So so people people just, I'm, I'm telling you, people are so, and I was the same way. You know, we're in such a mindset that you just, you get up every morning, you eat, you brush your teeth, hopefully you brush your teeth, you brush your teeth, <laughs> and, you, and you go to work, you know, you go to work all day, you slug along and you go home. And it's just a cycle and, and you never get out of that cycle until, uh, you know, maybe it's too late. Uh, quick, very quick story. It just, it, it kills me to say this, but a friend of mine, um, just got out as a dental specialist and he, you know, is all about passive income. He wanted to get into it. He started practicing last month and just found out this week he has a malignant brain tumor. Two little kids. He just spent 10 years after college getting this degree. And it's just like, you, you never know. You know, you never know what's going to happen, you know. And you, you got to be prepared for, you know, catastrophic events like that. So, you know, you want to make sure that you're not always just looking for the future. You want to make sure, are you protected now? Is your family protected now with the, the proper insurances in place and that sort of thing, you know. So that's really important. But finding out. And if that person, if you don't know where you want to go in five to 10 years, uh, and I start asking them questions, okay, well, do you want to work until you're 70? Most time I say no. So do you want to have an, uh, you know, maybe get to the point where your work is optional in seven to 10 years? And most of the time they say, yeah. I say, okay, well, how do we do that? Well, they say, I don't know. So how much money are you spending every month? And most of the time they don't know. And once we kind of figure it out, let's just say it's 10 grand a month. Okay. That's probably, you know, maybe if you're in California, it's not 10 grand a month, but you're in Louisiana, you can provide <laughs> 10 grand a month. Okay. So 10 grand a month. Then, then you go, okay, well, then you can set up a plan to where, okay, well, how much money do we need to invest to pay us now in passive income to pay the 10 grand a month in passive in our in our personal expenses and 99 percent of the time they said well nobody's ever approached it like that you know so i just help them work up a plan again it's optional but at least they've got a couple of options in case and and and, and i still invest in the market i still do our practice 401k because i think i think high income pro, uh, professionals i think we could do both you know we could pay down debt faster than normal and we can invest at the same time that's my thoughts love it um 
By the way, Dominic keeps $10,000 in his pocket at all time. If you're ever looking to bug him, you just rip it right off. Well, that's mostly just so I can get gas. That's just the only the reason why. <laughs> just because my car takes 91 octane, so I have was to. That, was, you, was that what you bought in Bitcoin a few months ago, and that's what it's worth now? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just about. Oh, man. Plus, you did, yeah. Um, so, so back to your thoughts on Okay, back to a high-income professional. So give us an example of someone that you work with and kind of the way you structure. So you're really not just helping set up the investments, but you're actually going through and helping work almost a total financial plan. And a lot of your questions, by the way, Jeff, are real similar to what I ask clients when they come into my office. Like, what do you want? What's keeping you awake at night? You know, what what is the number one thing when it comes to your money and your finances? What's the most important thing to you? And the phrase we get a lot is financial independence. And I'm sure you do too, which is not so much having to retire, but the ability that they could and just walk if they wanted to. But what do you find? So on an example, give us an example of someone you worked with, you know, just kind of how the structure went for composite example. Yeah, I've got a a girl that comes to mind. She's a mid-40s. She's a dentist in the Northeast. And she has two kids. She wanted to to stay home, uh, spend more time. Didn't want to stay home full-time, but she wanted to spend more time with her kids. She was was the breadwinner of the family. She was married. I don't think her husband uh, worked a whole lot, uh, but so she was mainly the breadwinner. So her goal was... She wanted to get to the point where work was optional in about seven years. And up until that time, they had, I think, about close to a million bucks in a 401k and maybe some other little investments. But but again, she's in her mid-40s, and she wouldn't be able to touch any of that money until she's 59 and a half. So how she's like, okay, I'm 45. How can I start to to get to that point and when I'm 52, 53. So then I kind of just walked her through. I'm not a financial advisor or an accountant. I just kind of walk her through what I do. And then, you know, if people want to do the same thing, again, I just I provide education on the blog and YouTube channel. But um, we figured out for her, and, and I don't want to, I, I don't remember the exact numbers, but we can use that $10,000 a month, you know, number. So we That's figured out. That's a pretty solid number in most parts of the country where most people, if they had 10 grand coming in a month, you know, they'd be pretty happy backing off. So I think that's a safe number regardless. Okay. Is that about what it takes to fill up your cars in California? (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) So, um, so we just kind of, we just kind of worked it to the point where there's different types of, okay, let me back up. A high income professional Hands down, your biggest wealth building tool is your income. You spend a lot of time, money, energy on getting your degree. And if you start taking your time away from that, like I'm gonna go flip houses, or I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go try to start this business, I'm gonna go do this, this or that, where you're gonna take time away from your biggest income source, your business or practice, uh, or you're gonna take time away from your family or both. So that's the first thing you got to realize. Okay, do I want to be an active investor or passive? I recommend being a passive investor because the more you make in your day in your day job, the more you can invest. Again, that's just that's my thoughts. That's my recommendation. That's what I've done. I practice what I preach. Okay, so you you can take that uh, extra money and then you can start investing in assets there's you know you or you can go buy a business or or anything that's going to produce income with without you needing to be there uh my personal favorite is what's called a real estate syndication and for those of you that don't know what that is it's basically like a group investment you put your money in the group does all the work so let's say it's an apartment building so you could take 50 grand or 100 grand you could put it in there about six months later, you start getting a quarterly uh, check, basically a dividend. And what happens is, and so uh, about seven years ago, I went on snow skiing, injured my wrist, and that was my wake-up call. If I can't use my hands, 
Right. I, I, I can't provide for my family. So I was relying on one income stream. That, that, to me, it's just too risky. So I, that's when I knew, hey, I got to do something to replace my income or, or, or else, you know. I, I got, you know, went down the rabbit hole with real estate and active real estate and passive and all that. But to me, going the passive route, these syndications was, um, was more beneficial. Because again, I could focus on my practice, put money over here. So think about if you're at your work right now, you're making money treating patients or you're making money serving customers or whatever. But think about you've got a self-storage unit paying you this month. You've got a mobile home park paying you in two months. You've got an apartment complex paying you in four months. So slowly, it's not a get rich quick thing, anything like that, but we make enough money, high income professionals, you know, two, 300,000 a year, something like that, make enough money to where in seven to 10 years, legitimately, you could, you could be, you should be financially independent if you do that. So, so in seven to 10 years, you have all these assets, cash flowing assets paying you. And, and we could get into all the tax benefits and everything else that's involved with it that's just tremendous, but let's just focus on the income for now. So you're really mitigating your risk with having extra income streams coming in. Kind of like going fishing. You're going to catch more fish with one line in the water or 20 lines in the water. You know, it's just simple math. So I, I just took her. I walked her through that concept. And now after about two and a half years, she's got some serious money coming in. Luckily, she's got it coming in because she told me uh, two weeks ago her arm is starting to go numb. And she's got to have surgery to where she can't work for three months. Guess what? Her disability, most disability insurance policies, they don't kick in until 90 days. Well, she's like, well, if I didn't have this other income coming in, I wouldn't have been able to you know, pay a lot of the bills for the three months. So, again, you never know what life's going to throw at you. So this is just a way that you can help mitigate your risk, if anything else. You know, you make a really good point there, which is a lot of professionals in particular. I've had several of them, a dentist who lost all feeling in his hands, can't be a dentist like that. Now, he did get it back after about three years and was able to go back into limited practice. I've had a chiropractor client break his neck mountain biking. He was done. And mm. so really something to think about for, for kind of a, a need unique to the high income. Um, one of the questions we got was from D, DJ Ice, DBS. Sounds like DJ Ice might have side business moonlighting uh, in addition to being a dentist. And his question was, do you help the clients find these specific investments? I'll let you talk about that for a second while I shut my front door. Because, of course, the neighbor's uh, edging their lawn. So, fire away, Dr. Jackson. So the, the way that, so I'm, I'm out there on a daily basis looking for people to invest with um, because that's the most important thing. It's not, yeah. I, I got burned early on. I lost $50,000 in a crowdfunding deal and, and, I, and I learned a lot. That was about six years ago. I was putting my trust in a website to show me pictures of an apartment and and you could you could put anything you want on the internet, you know. <laughs> and most people and, and they were showing me all these pictures and how great the investment was, and all these numbers returns. I'm like, I didn't know what an equity multiple or IRR was, or you know, preferred return. I was just like, okay, well, this one has a higher return than this one. I'm going to go with this one in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and that's what I did. And guess what? They did disclose that. The guys went in there and on all these people were moving out of this area because of the crime. So they got the bright idea. Let's put a bunch of money in this apartment complex that everybody's moving out of because people are getting shot. And because we're going to make it nice, people are going to move back in. Well, guess what? That wasn't disclosed to us. So every investor lost their money. Now, I could have quit, which probably most people would have done, but I'm glad I didn't because... I learned a lot. And now I personally go and meet the people that I'm investing with. I walk the property with them. 
I talk to their investors because if I'm going to put six figures in and if I'm going to recommend to Ron and to, to your group and to everybody else, to my parents, to my friends, hey, I think this would be a good deal for you, then I'm going to do everything I can. Am I going to have some failures? Yeah, but that's just life. But I'm going to do everything I can, you know, to try to win the Super Bowl, you know, to, to do the training and all that stuff. So that's that's how I do it. There's not a week that goes by. Uh, and I had somebody uh, reach out to me this week from California. She says, uh, hey, I've got an RV park. I want to know if you want to partner with this in. I'm like, I don't know who you are. I've never heard about you. But it's just people out there. Just be real careful. If, if people are coming to you, pitching deals to you, be very careful about that. Ask them if they have money in the deal. You know, ask them for their track record. And because... I graduated with 58 dentists and I don't, I would only let about three or four of them work on me, uh-huh. but everybody's a dentist. So there's a lot of these real estate syndicator companies out there, but there's only a handful that I would invest with. So just be very careful. So that's what I do for my group is help vet the people to basically I had enough people go, Hey, this is great information, but, we're too busy to figure out who to invest with. Would you ever share with us what you're investing in? And I had enough people ask me that, that I started the group, Passive Investor Circle Group, where I basically just let people know what I invest in. They can read it all themselves, um, you know, do their own due diligence. But if they wanted to know, I'll pass that along to them. No charge. All right, so DJ Ice, DDS, you can reach out to him. By the way, for those of you just joining us, we have Jeff Anselone, Dr. Jeff, from DebtFreeDoctor.com. Yeah, DebtFreeDoctor, and it's DR.com, and he's got a killer YouTube channel if you check it out. Um, Also, DebtFreeDoctor, you can look him up. He's down in Louisiana, periodontist, but does a lot of things outside of traditional dentistry to generate wealth. and we are the Make More Keep More Show. For those of you joining us, I'm Ron Brothers. That's Dominic Cummins. And um, shifting gears a little bit for you, you mentioned when we were first chatting, we're, of course, both huge Dan Kennedy fans. And um, you were mentioning that you were either marketer of the year or run-up marketer of the year with Dan Kennedy, where they used to have a contest and things like that. What... um. Tell us about that. What was, first of all, tell us about the marketing of that and what you were actually marketing at the time and kind of how that all played out and, and any marketing tips you have for businesses. Yeah, when I, when I first got out of uh, my training, two weeks before we finished training, the group I was supposed to join, they pulled the deal out from under us. So we had a two-month-old $300,000 in student loan debt, and I didn't have a clue what to do. Because guess what? In dental school and medical school and law school, they don't teach you how to run a business or practice. No, nope, they sure not. By the way, you know what's crazy, Jeff, if I can interrupt? At CPA school, they don't teach you how to save money on taxes or even really it's minimal amount of how to even do a return. It's all auditing and generally accepted accounting principles and things like that. So go figure that one out. Yeah, that's crazy. So So anyway, I had to... Uh, start mowing yards again. I was the most well-trained periodontist in the country, <laughs> the most well-trained uh, yard guy in the country. But I had to do what I had to do to make ends meet. So I had to learn from people how to start a practice. Uh, a big part of that was marketing a practice because when we're in school, you just tell people what they need and they go, okay, when can I, you know, hey, you need these implants or you need all this work, bone grafting. Uh, okay, I'm going to come back next week. But you start getting in practice. You start telling them how much it costs. Next thing you know, nobody's scheduling. I'm like, wait a minute. If I keep if I keep this up, I'm going to go bankrupt, you know. So I had to learn how to market myself. Uh, long story short, I did all kinds of stuff. I came upon Dan Kennedy, uh, old school marketer, doesn't have a cell phone. I don't know if he has an internet connection. I don't know if he still does, but maybe not. But anyway, uh, he taught a, a lot of the lessons, and 
probably the biggest lesson that I got that anybody on this call can use is become the authority in your area of expertise. And if you do that, that's all you have to do. Okay, so for instance, you know, accounting, you know, when people are in your area and if they're saying, hey, who's who's the best accountant? Who's the tax guy? Who do you go to for information? Well, if you, you know, if Ron isn't the person that they're saying, well, why is that? Well, he, obviously he's not seen as the authority or expert in his area. So you think about where you are in your, in your situation, your business, your practice, what can you do? Well, the, the, the simple solution is just provide content. I mean, it, it, back when I was doing it, it was very hard. It wasn't all the YouTube and Instagram like this and Facebook and everything else. Now, you could just turn on your phone and it's an instant, you know, newscast you could do. So uh, it, it, it's powerful how much, and, and if, if you don't really know where to start, I would recommend you start with video because once you have video, it can be stripped out into audio and, and articles. And all you, all you need is a phone, just like this. So. No, that's fantastic. So back to when you were entering marketer of the year, and got obviously and it's a pretty competitive group one of my buddies um actually won it i don't know if you know scott tucker jeff where mm -hmm. the timeline was but um, yep. i remember the year scott won it he had a crazy mortgage practice that he did all kinds of um stuff for what were like the top two or three strategies that you were using then that got you nominated and ultimately in the finalist category well, I'll give you the biggest one instead of giving you two or three. The biggest right, one, and, and, and anybody can use this. Okay, the biggest one, uh, probably one of the the one that Dan Kennedy most talked about is to show up like nobody else. And the, and the, what I mean by that is, uh, and you want to have, you want to wow your customer or your patient or whatever before they come to see you. So let me give you an example. Uh, somebody calls my office, they schedule an appointment. Well, if you call your doctor's office and you schedule an appointment, what do they send you beforehand? Nothing, right? Yeah. You know, they, may, they may text you, hey, you know, your appointment's tomorrow, that's it. Well, what we do is we send out Dan's shock and awe package. And you want, again, you want to show up like nobody else. So we, we give this big, we have this big envelope, you know, like, like Ron, if you, you call our office and said, Hey, I want to schedule for a dental implant appointment. So next week, you know, when you're coming in before next week, we send you this big package and the package contains a ton of information about our practice, why we're different about what you're coming here for. Um, I've written several books. I've gotten podcast interviews. I mean, you don't have to do all that. You can just put a bunch of information together. You know, I started off with a two-page Word document. And then we would send that out and send out some testimonials and stuff. And, and it continued to grow. And now we have this big folder that we send out to patients. So you may think, well, ah, how much does that cost to do? Well, it costs us about 10 bucks per mailing. And, but but you think about how much is a customer worth to you? It could exactly. be a grand, it could be three grand, it could be five grand. But people, people, uh, you know, are aren't looking looking at it like that. So once you start looking at it like that, but if you don't want to mail them something, well, you can at least email them something. You know, start off becoming. So when they come to, I'll never forget this. I walked into the room. <laughs> And as soon as I walked in, I said, hey, I'm Dr. Hanselone. And the lady starts just going crazy. There he is. There he is. And I, and I, I, like, I, no, no, I looked behind me. I was like, there who is? He's like, you, you're the guy on TV. And I, I wasn't on TV. What she was talking about was the DVD video that we sent her of, of an art, of a interview and this and that. So she had read through all this stuff. And, and another thing this is going to help you do you don't really have to do a lot of selling whenever somebody comes to see you, you know, cause they're, they're already pre-sold on you. So in my, in this real estate business, people, people, I, I spend $0 on advertising because people come to me. Hey, Jeff, I saw you on YouTube. 
uh, I see what you're doing. Uh, I really want to learn more about this. And they start like giving me all this stuff. I make this much a year. I've got this much investment. Like, I don't even know who you are. And people are just willing to open up. So um, you can get people to really trust you a lot. And that's the thing. You, you do business with people you know, you like, and you trust. And when you get to the point where people trust you and, and, you, and you're ethical and you have good morals, then you can serve a lot of people. I think it's such a great I point. I mean, it's, I, I was looking through your YouTube channel cause you were, you were mentioning about like showing up and, and actually putting stuff out there and going for it. I mean, it's video after video after video going back years or at least a year that I can see just on the preview page. Right. And I think that's a lot of effort to be able to do that for most people. Like most people get scared of that concept of like, Oh, I, I can't do that for, for that long. But like Ron and I have talked about this too. It's really funny to meet clients. We've had the same experience where you meet somebody and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm talking to you right now. And you're like, why? <laughs> like, and they're like, yeah, but I've been watching your, yeah, I saw your stuff on, on YouTube and, I, and you're like, okay. You know, and it's just out of a funny thing about it, but it's so true. And I think we get, you know, sometimes I'll get feedback from people like, ah, oh, man, I did it for two weeks and nothing happened. And I tell a story I've told on here, like it took 23 weeks before anybody said they saw one of my videos, 23 weeks, every week posting before somebody said it, it was my brother-in-law. He's probably listening and I love him, but he's not a client like it, that, you know, that, that didn't help. Right. It was 30 plus weeks before an actual client uh, said anything and, and, or a future client and, and paid me money. But you think about the amount of effort it takes to do some of these things. And I love that shock and awe package. I mean, you bring up such a great point too, about the, I think sometimes we think of dentists and, and people like that as people have a necessity, a need for that, right? We have to go to the dentist. And I think we can, as a business owner, we go, oh man, I wish it was like that where people just needed me and showed up. But you brought up such a great point earlier when you said like, I'm quoting them on the thing they need. And then chances are they're either not going to do it or they're going off to see if somebody will do it cheaper, you know, in some respects, like, can I, oh, let me get a second opinion. Maybe somebody could do it cheaper. Yet that whole shock and awe package takes that out of the equation. Because even if they did go talk to somebody else, they're like, yeah, but this guy didn't send me a, a, a welcome package. I have no idea who this guy is. This, this other guy's on TV. I mean, shoot, it might be, and, and you know, I get it, it's the DVD, but like they're on TV is their perception of you. And so therefore your extra costs, I'm paying for the, I'm paying for the rock star to do my implant. So yeah, maybe I do pay a premium for that. So I, such a great point of just, putting the effort into the marketing that I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we can, frankly, we can get lazy about. Yeah. And it's really another, another point about that too, is, is making sure you're constantly getting testimonials from your customers. Cause I can't tell you how many times somebody has gone to a dentist and their dentist has, has recommended, you know, Hey, maybe you should, I want you to go to this person to go do your implant or here's two or three names of people to go do your implant. They get online and and ninety nine percent of the time that, that in that situation they'll tell me, oh, I went to your website and I saw what people are saying about you and your Google reviews and your video testimonials. Because think about it, when you go on Amazon, Zappo, uh, any of these websites, and you want to buy something, there's so many choices. Nine times out of ten, how do you buy? You're looking at what other people are saying. And ho hopefully it's not a bunch of fake reviews, but I mean, that's how I pick stuff. <laughs> if there's, you know, if there's 2000 different things and I'm going, okay, well, I'm going to sort it by the highest reviews first and see what other people are saying. And, and that goes with anybody's business or practice, you know? How do you go about getting, how do you personally go about getting Jeff, your clients to give you reviews on Google, on Yelp, on wherever else? I um I don't do it. I, I teach my staff to do it, and, and you'll be a much more because you know if if you're the owner of the business or practice, your your employees are are going to be having a lot more interaction with people. They're going to be checking them sure. in, checking them out, doing post ops, you know, or or whatever. So, um, usually we do it whenever they say something nice about us, like oh that didn't hurt at all. You know he put us to sleep. I woke up. I didn't even know he was digging around in my mouth or whatever, and. And, and that's a good time in, in any business that, oh, you know, the food was great here or your service was great. Oh, you know, 
Miss Mrs. Jones, we appreciate that. You know, you want to acknowledge we appreciate that and and, and say, hey, would you mind doing me a favor? And, you know, they're happy they're talking about it. you. Say, yeah, sure, I, I'll do a favor for you. So, look, there's there's a lot of people just like you that are out there that are scared to get the kind of treatment that you needed, your dental implant. Would you mind, you know, just briefly sharing your experience that you had here so that maybe other people wouldn't be as nervous? I don't think I've ever had anybody tell me no. And then we have a little software that while they're in the, in, in the chair, we text them and all they do is click on the link and, you know, five star or whatever, and they write whatever. People that are like really ranting and raving, those are the people I get the video testimonial from. Right. And on. I've got somebody coming Monday that we've highlighted to get a video testimonial from her. Because uh, whenever you go to a website, if you just see a bunch of testimonials, Google, that's great. But if you um, see, start seeing video and then YouTube, and Google, you know, Google owns YouTube. When it when it integrates like that with the algorithm and all that, I'm learning all this from my YouTube coach. Uh, really bumps you up to the top of the list because you know Google is is in the business and YouTube's in the business of making money, running ads. Now that I'm right. able to run ads on my channel, I see that it's a whole different ball game out there. Who they show your stuff to. I think the the lesson learned here is if you can get people if you can get a hold of nitrous and get people to give you raving testimonials while kind of high on nitrous it's a it's a great play right I mean it's just you're no, just teasing I, you would never do that but no I love it and I, I think again the the idea of like having somebody on your team to do it is is great I mean it's not something I thought of like it's it's you know because it, it, it's it can be awkward whereas you have somebody else that's having more interaction with that person talking to and get them to do that for you is really pretty helpful. And I like the idea of like, Hey, just do the quick review here. But if you're really a raving fan, selectively ask those people to do the, the video. I mean, that's a, it's an awesome, awesome feedback on how to get some more testimonials for everybody. And I think we can all kind of incorporate that into our business a little bit. DJ ice had a really good comment about using QR codes so they can scan, write a review while they're getting the, and then they also send texts at the end of the data, everyone asking them to review. So but here's a couple of points about it. Number one, asking. Number two is having some sort of system for it, like DJ Ice mentioned. And then, Jeff, you said something else really interesting here, which is, hey, on my YouTube channel with my YouTube coach. And so, again, a really good point, which is, no one person has the monopoly on every piece of knowledge. So he's getting a, he's got a coach there to help him grow that YouTube channel. And I know it's grown by a hundred subscribers just in the last week and a half. And so anyway, interesting. So what, what really changed me was this book. And I think most people are asking, yes, who not now? Um, so if you want to look at this in a mirror, you can see it as backwards, too, not how. So you can see it. <laughs> but um, right, but we'll that, that keeps people, that was keeping me for years starting a YouTube channel because we ask, we, we don't want to, we get scared to do something that we want to do is because we're asking the wrong question. We're asking, how do I do this? How do I start the channel? Uh, how am I going to find time to do the videos? How am I going to find time to edit it? How am I going to make a thumbnail? You know, how, 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 instead, you just, you find a who to do it for you. And, and once I did that, all I do is just record a video and boom, they handle everything for you. Mm -hmm. But you got to find the right who to do it. But once you, once you get that mindset, then you can start going forward with a lot of things that you want to do in your business or practice or your life. Brilliant. Love it. Love it. Love it. Hey, it's been like 15 minutes since for the newcomers, we've told you guys who this is. We're the Make More, Keep More podcast, LeBron Brothers, Dominic Cummins, and we're joined today by Dr. Jeff Anzalone of DebtFreeDoctor.com, DR, um, at the end there. And then also, he's got a great YouTube channel that we've been talking about. Definitely, there's some great information on that. I mean, and I mean that sincerely, where I went through and started watching some videos and was um, duly impressed. Dominic, what else do you want to ask Dr. Jeff? You got any other yeah. questions? Yeah, I think going going a little bit back, if we can, if you don't mind, I'd, I'd love to talk a little bit more about this like passive income thing. I mean, obviously, since this is the Make More 
eat more. So we do talk about that. And, and you mentioned an interesting point about like some of the really great tax benefits of having passive income sources. What are just some of your top of the head? You mentioned uh, real estate syndicates as one of them. What are some other things that you're just kind of you're digging, uh, 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 you know, for for this type of stuff for for getting that passive income? Yeah. Um, so an example I give regarding tax benefits. So let's say you got a million bucks. Let's say you're getting ready to retire, or you're nearing retirement, or you want to retire, and you got a million bucks sitting in mutual funds. And you got a million bucks sitting in these real estate syndications and you want to, and you know, the typical quote, 4% rule, you know, you draw down 4% a year, hopefully you won't run out of money. Well, if you start drawing, if you start drawing down 4%, that's $40,000 a year, which isn't much to live on, but of your mutual funds, every time you draw down, you're paying a, you know, a tax capital gains tax, right? Plus you're drawing down on that. Plus, if the market, depending on where the market is, it could be up or down. So you're that you're constantly in the back of your head going, I hope I don't run out of money. Okay. Um, it's on the flip side, Dr. Jeff, it's literally we hear so much anxiety about this. And one of the phrases that I heard that was great was something where people live a just in case retirement. And what it means is they're actually scared to spend any of the money that they have just in case. And even if they're spending it, they're not enjoying spending it because they're so stressed out that they're going to need it later. So what you talk about, I see day in, day out among our financial advisory clients, where we have to really work through to overcome that. But keep going. Yeah, like I said, it's a mindset shift. Who wants to, who wants to work their whole life and have to live like, a miser at the end that's crazy that's stupid be, when you think about be, it and to be nervous about it yeah that, that's crazy i don't want that for anybody i want that for me for my family for anybody that's just that's that doesn't make sense but anyway um if you had that million dollars in the syndication um deals that we do there, oh, there's probably other stuff out there like that too well let's say you let's you know most of these on, on average are paying six to seven percent a year while they're held and then then when they sell they go up but that's sixty to seventy thousand dollars a year that uh, you're not paying capital gains tax on they're using the depreciation they're getting from the from the property to offset so the passive losses from the property offset your passive income that's a big difference when you're not paying any taxes on this. Plus, your your million dollars is appreciating. So it, again, and that's how once you get that mindset shift, that's how you can start to focus on. And I'm not saying put all your money there, but at least have a portion of it. So again, you'll so you'll have some options when you do get to the point where if you just want to walk away and you're tired of it, you're burning out or whatever, you got an option. You, there was a question that slipped by, and I don't know if I can quite scroll all the way back up to it, um, but it was uh, Dr. Brown, at, Dr. Tanisha. Brown, Tanisha. Yeah, yeah Dr. Tanisha. said advice for, and I, I actually one in one of the videos I saw on your YouTube channel kind of addressed this, but advice for a doctor who's had to close a business. Had to close a business. And they want to start over. They want to do something else, or, or maybe she, if she's still on, she can give us a little clarification on a little bit about okay. that. But I know you had a uh, not too long ago, actually, within recently, you shot a video on the idea of like selling a practice. Now what kind of scenario there? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But, we're you know we're seeing more and more that private equity is buying up all these practices. Mm. I mean, there there's like it's crazy. Like you normally go to a dental meeting, and there's like one private equity group there vendor. Now there's like eight or 10 there. I mean, it, it's going nuts. So the problem is these people, whenever they, um, whenever they sell out, they'll get a big check. And so the, so the, the person's got this big check, million dollar check or whatever, like, okay, well, what do I do with it? Yeah. Well, you know, b b before you sell out and all that, make sure you work with a good CPA to, to mitigate your taxes. You know, there's a lot of things, as you know, Ron, where I could help you with and, or, or your accountant could help you with to, so you get as much of that money for your practice or your business as possible. 
And then, so the issue is, well, what do you do with that money? Well, again, you want to take that money and you want to make sure that you can put it in something, again, as cash-flowing assets that are going to continue to go up in value so you don't have to worry about running out of money and drawing down on that check. So, uh, and, and it was one of the videos that I just released, Selling a Practice Now What, that we go into detail exactly you know, some of the steps to take and, and to think about, again, make sure your, uh, your accountant is involved. You have an advisor, you know, you want to surround yourself with advisors, people that are smarter than you. You know, if you're the smartest person in the, in, if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to leave rooms right? because you're just complacent. Right. Right? You're very complacent. You're not gonna, but you know, if I go play tennis with somebody that I can beat the crap out of, how does that help me? I want to go get drummed on the tennis court because that's going to make me better. But most people don't want to get beat. Most people don't want to fail. And I, t I teach my kids, my teenagers this, you know, uh, you want to con constantly push yourself. You want, because if you're not teaching your kids, have you ever been into their classes, see what they're teaching them now? It's like, they're, it's, I don't want to get into it, but it ain't good. Right? <laughs> How about that? We don't have time. We'll have you back for yeah. season three. Yeah, we could, have a whole, we could have a whole discussion on how to, how to teach your kids. But now, I mean, I'm to the point now where, you know, I was always like, you got to go to college. You got to do this or that. I'm like, now you don't have to do that. I mean, everything that I've learned is online. It's free. You just take it and apply it. And, but uh, I'm, I'm very strong on, on, on teaching them or exposing them. And I encourage everybody listening to this, expose your kids to entrepreneurship they're going to learn so much from starting a business, even if they're 10 years old. When I have my lawn service, I look back and I go, well, you know what? I had to know how to market. I had to learn customer service. I had to learn how to sell. Guess what? You have those three things, customer service, marketing, sales. You can do anything, any business. Uh, I'll tell you something really interesting on that. And then we'll get back to Dr. Brown because she gave a little clarification. But Jeff, I paid my kids to read books that I approved of and give me a book report. And again, I didn't care if it was for all I wanted to make sure was that they had the knowledge. In fact, Dan Kennedy um, featured that in his newsletter once when I described what my daughter was doing. She went and read a book called um, Self-Made in America by John McCormack. It's a fantastic book. And that inspired her to write a sales letter that she went to every home in the neighborhood that had kids and offering her babysitting services. And she was getting triple what everybody else was at the time. And she was booked weeks in advance, you know, and she told them, I'm not gonna drink your booze. I wanna have a boyfriend over, I'll play with your kid. I'll bring toys, I'll do this, I'll do that. But the point wasn't the babysitting, it was the entrepreneurship and what you said, if you can sell, you learn customer service. And I forgot what the third thing was. We Marketing. actually, told my kids you need to work in a direct sales business on commission you need to work in a restaurant to learn which you're also technically on commission as well and to the extent that they have done that it has really benefited them now we've only got about five minutes but dr brown's business shut down because of or not necessarily her business dr brown not saying that but whoever you're asking about there was a bankruptcy causing the shutdown um, I'll give my two cents on that, which is number one, it happens. Um, but let's figure out what caused it. Was it something totally out of your control, like a hand injury and you couldn't operate or whoever it was? Um, and, and then if it was something in your control, like lack of marketing or lack of skills, I was writing a tweet earlier about the three things in a business that you have to know, which is the, the business itself, the dentistry, the chiropractic, the plumbing, the whatever, the marketing of the business. And then the final one, by the way, thank you, Mickey Baby. Have a good weekend too. The final one is you have to learn all the red tape and regulations that you have to deal with so the government doesn't come, you know, take all your money or shut your business down. But if there was a bankruptcy and shutting down a business, do either of you guys have any thoughts on that in our remaining time? Yeah, if, if you want, it, it kind of depends on, do you want to, like, let's say you're a dentist and you get you file bankruptcy. Well, um, it would be very hard and very expensive, whether you're bank, 
file bankruptcy or not to start a practice. And that's why you see most people getting out now and just joining groups, getting getting paid, getting benefits. So if if that's the case and you want to keep being in your work or your practice or whatever, I would consider working for somebody else uh, initially. Maybe you can learn something new from them if you want to do open another business or practice down the road. But more importantly, getting that getting that income back up because it, you know the, again, the more you make, the more you can invest. But um, that that would be my two cents of it. I think what you said too, Ron, and I, all all those points are great. I'll just reemphasize one point of it is is the mindset piece of that. Um, you know, I think growing up, my my parents are. My father's deceased now, but I mean, he was born in 1920. My mom is in her 70s. You get raised by that demographic and you look at bankruptcy as being the, you're just a complete failure as a human being. And I think the, the, the world around us has changed. And there have been some situations where it is unavoidable uh, in a cases, and it's not because you were terrible that you ended up in a bankruptcy situation. So I think that Ron's point about like, you're not alone. Well, he didn't say you're not alone, but it, but you're not alone. Understand that it's a setback. It's not a, it's not, it's not death, right? It's just a setback. And it's, it's one of those things where then you can, then if you would adjust that mindset, then you can start to think about how to rebuild and what you're going to do next. And, and it's easier said than done, but you can still move forward and accomplish great things in the future. Even if you've had that sort of thing go on and, and honestly, we've seen people use, I mean, right, I mean, Ron, I'm sure you've seen this, Dr. Jeff, you've probably seen this as well as like, people use bankruptcy as a leverage tool in some respects. So it's not, it's, you know, again, that mindset of just knowing that whatever happened, happened, and it is what it is. And it was just a, a speed bump along the way. And like any other thing we talked about, your wrist injury, you know, when they thought I had a brain tumor sometime back, you know, Ron and I both have had divorces. All those are in that similar vein where it is, it's just a setback. And you can recover and you can move on. But I love your point you made earlier, Dr. Jeff, is just surround yourself with some really smart people. Now, I know that was under the context of getting your business bought by possibly a, an equity firm. But I would say the same holds true if you're trying to recover coming out of a bankruptcy. Surround yourself with some really smart people and start making a plan and, and get those people involved um, so that they can, uh, you know, get, get moving forward. So. I love lovely CJP doing the work for us here. Uh, we got we got a couple yeah, other. So could we save them? But yes. Oh, and I owe you lovely CJP a DM, which I neglected last week. I'll take care of that. Let me give you guys one one like my thought. First of all, Dr. Jeff made a great point about coming out of bankruptcy or any sort of business failure or any sort of failure. Go work for somebody else for a mm -hmm. while. Um, we have a client just out of chiropractic school that tried for a couple months to to get a chiropractic business going and he was struggling a little bit he went and worked for a franchise and it just so happens franchise happens to be owned by one of my wife's clients so we had to see that like oh i know that but what was interesting was i'm like how's the training going and he's like the training is incredible because i'm learning all of these presentation of findings and how to get patients signed up that they did not teach in chiropractic school they taught him how to crack bones and do whatever. The other thing Dr. Jeff said right up front was getting your mind right. And we'll begin to wrap in, in a minute here. But particularly if you've had a business failure, is letting that go and realize one of our top mentors, Dan Kennedy, went bankrupt twice. Mm -hmm. uh, and yet that doesn't invalidate any of the advice that he gives. And we all still, Jeff, I can't speak for you. But I've given Dan over $100,000. And um, I'm sure you have some number close to that as well. And it was worth every penny, and it's made me many, many times that. But it didn't even phase me that he had been bankrupt twice. You mm -hmm. know, it's like, yeah, you know, crap happens when you're in business. And, um, and I would say the third thing is something else. <laughs> and it was really good, but I don't remember what it was. Well, well, to, to kind of go on your point right there, people come up to me and go, Jeff, I got 10 grand. What do you recommend I invest in? And I say, yourself first. Mm -hmm. Because if not, you're going to be, you're going to be wandering around the world, you know, relying on everybody else. But if you can invest in yourself, that is the best education. 
because you could strip me down all my money. You, you know, both of you guys, yeah, and then we could, because we have it here, we could start over. Now, is it going to be pleasant? No, but you know, yes, that, that's where I would start first. If you got 10 grand and you don't know what you're doing, you don't really know where to go. Start with investing in yourself first. Brilliant advice. Dominic, on that, I will close unless you have anything else. Dominic, you want to add? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Debt Free Doctor, if you just put it in the thing there, uh, debtfreedr.com. The YouTube channel's fantastic. And next week, we are wrapping up season two of the podcast before going on a little break here. But Jeff, thanks again for your time and expertise. We really appreciate it. By the way, I just did an interview. Jeff actually interviewed me, and I'll post that link for you guys. So you guys can take a look if you want more. But yeah, good stuff. Um, the advice is solid. And then don't forget, Jeff, we got to compare notes on how to avoid uh, or what to do with an audit and uh, how to get what, what happens. My first two advices were pray, cry, participate. Then Matt, let's get down to business here. <laughs> and Stephanie, we do record these. You can find them all at makemorekeepmoreshow.com or on the Instagram channel. So, and you got some love from the audience, Dr. Jeff. You're a man of the people, crowd pleaser, and uh, we'll look forward to doing it again. All right. Thanks again for coming on the show. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks, thanks for having me. Nice meeting you. Talk Next to you soon. Friday, you guys, 8 a.m. Bye. Bye.